You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everybody, before we get to the episode, we just want you to know that today's episode of The Cooligans is brought to you by our friends, Heineken Zero Zero. Correct, right? And you know, because you can't be in the stadium, you know what? There's a little bit, I don't know if you've been watching the news. But we <laughs> I haven't, we, Christian, why? <laughs> Look, Alexis, you can't go to live sporting events. There's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of delay. It's on pause for a second. Uh, but look, but while you can't be in the stadium uh. cheering for your team, uh, you can win a Heineken 00 stadium in a box. Wow, come on, a stadium in a box. So all you got to do is you got to show how you're cheering by tagging at Heineken underscore US and using hashtag cheers from home and hashtag promo for a chance to win a package featuring beer gear stadium eats and a real actual stadium seat bro you can you can watch the mls's back tournament you can watch when soccer does return you can watch it in the actual stadium seat so you can feel like you're you're right back at your home your home stadium how amazing is that you're sitting in a seat just like you would do if you were at the stadium now you got to be 21 or over Okay, so look, for more information, Ooh. visit HeinekenCheersFromHome.com. Heineken 00. Now nah, you can. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are talking about the MLS's back quarterfinal rounds. Uh, some people are happy. Some of us specifically are not, but yeah. we will get through it. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like the, our guest today may cheer us up, Alexis. That's right, because we're going to be talking to Aleko Eskandari, and we're going to talk a lot of things MLS, youth development, but also he went on a date with Kim Kardashian? Okay, this is news to me. Okay. <laughs> that and more tonight on the Cooligan. Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians. The Cooligan Beach. <laughs> Yes. Okay, we did it again. Uh, man, I, I, I almost, I just want to get right into, uh, into this program because there's too much to talk about. We have an incredible guest, Aleko Eskandarian, is joining us. I don't incredible. even want to introduce my, I don't even, even want to introduce myself. You know what? That's Honestly, how... we don't care who you are. Nobody cares who I am. <laughs> they don't care that we happen to be the gulliest. They just want to hear Aleko and what's going on with them Kardashians. <laughs> okay, that's why everybody. He's tuning in, okay? Uh, everybody from the E Network just changed the channel, right? To tune in here. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand up yeah, comedians yeah. that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed. That's right. And it happens to be the gulliest. And comedy kind of coming back. We're doing some outdoor shows. It's Ooh. pretty sad, but we're doing it, <laughs> you know? Okay. Comedy is supposed to be indoors in a, a dark and scary room, yeah. almost like a dungeon. <laughs> 100%. Dude, I feel like a blacksmith who someone opened the door for the first time in 15 years and said, I need fencing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you sure? Uh, Me? Look, yeah. We, so, yes, look, uh, the world is getting back to normal, except for the United States. It yeah, has a whole, whole, whole list of problems. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, – let's start with the MLS's back quarterfinal rounds. Uh, uh, 
unreal. Uh, some of these results, the games were entertaining. Uh, there was, kind there of was, entertaining because some they, people's uh, favorite teams were losing. <laughs> Not exactly what we wanted. Okay, so yeah, let's start. Yeah, I mean, people, you may recognize recognize us from NYCFC at home, okay? <laughs> With the Cooligans. Uh, Which uh, you yes, hopefully I was... see again because <laughs> NYCFC lost. Okay, but we, I guess we know that the Portland Timbers are not huge fans of that show. So wow. what are you going to do? Mm. Wow. Gio Severace <laughs> put it on the whiteboard. Cancel this show for now. Wow. Uh, no, NYCFC loses to the Portland Timbers 3-1, uh, uh, to one, right? Uh, and it, it was a, 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 tough, a tough result. Even though I NYCFC... want to blame you, actually, because behind you is not only a Red Bull jersey, the mm-hmm. enemy of, <laughs> of NYCFC, <laughs> but Gio okay. Severace coached. At the, Cosmos, the, which you have on your other shoulder. <laughs> yes, I mean obviously the, the the these two kits are for uh, uh, for Aleko. Obviously, yeah. you know, for he obviously uh, coached at, at the Cosmos, and uh, he infamously drank the the Red Bull after scoring on what the you New York ask Red Bulls. Him about? <laughs> we, we we will talk to him exactly about that. Uh, so yeah, but you know what? Blame me, Alexis, because you you know why why accept any responsibility? It's easier. <laughs> it's easier to just blame you. <laughs> no, but a great, obviously a great game from from the from the Timbers. They, I mean, that second half, you know, the subs the subs were the ones who scored, right? So obviously the subs were the right the right move uh, on we Gio's did an, part. Uh, we did an MLS live uh, sort of watch along on their yeah channel. yeah. And everyone kept talking about first half just seemed like everyone was throwing a couple jabs. No one was really making any moves. It's who makes the right adjustments. And right at the halftime, here comes Valeri and boom, scores a goal. Next thing you know, done. Andy Polo, Andy Polo, that... I mean, uh, other, other stuff. Needed. Okay, Andy. All right, <laughs> you know, you're doing up. you're doing too much, but My okay, guy, calm it down a little bit. <laughs> all right. No, I, lo- I actually I did love the. I mean, the goal was incredible, but the celebration was pretty funny too. Yeah. I don't know what that... first kid. Oh, okay. It's for his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Okay, I didn't so know. What I it made was. fun of it, but now I'm like, okay, I get it. Uh, you know what? Let's still make fun of it. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's too cute. Don't do that to us. It's cute. That's all. <laughs> yeah. uh, Philadelphia uh, the defeat, defeated uh, uh, the Sporting Kansas City 3-1 to one as well. Uh, and, and Philadelphia looked incredibly dominant from the beginning. It, this was Peter Vermees. You, you, you heard him on the sideline f- losing his mind, screaming at uh, Ilya. He was yeah. just he was he could he could not stand that performance from his team. He, 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 I want to give you credit because I, I completely agree with you. You said you almost don't want the fans back because you love hearing the coaches. <laughs> Mateus Almeida will disagree with you. He does not like that. He ripped. He, he what did they go dress down? He dressed down his team. I was going to say he undressed his team, which did not happen. Okay. I ain't part of the job, coach. <laughs> Yo, buddy, you doing too much now. Uh, no, he dressed down his team. Uh, and it was, it was heard by the 48,000 field mics that I'm yeah, yeah. I kind of don't want, I want to be able to hear this is like mike everybody dude yeah. this is amazing it feels like you're watching it feels like you're watching a different type of game the the emotion the intimacy is 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 <laughs> kind of exists that the intimacy w- of undressing your play <laughs> <laughs> exactly i know obviously orlando went through defeating lafc which is unreal and then minnesota dominant against san jose yeah. uh, just incredible results uh, so uh yeah the the semi-final matches are coming up uh but let's our guest is also coming up yep. so let's get right to it so Join it. Come right back for our interview with Aleko Eskandarian. 
Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring you with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. You being Gully Squad. Thank <laughs> you, you right so- now listening. <laughs> you, all of you, yes, you've, uh, uh, you've contributed to this marketing campaign. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're not in Gully Squad, I'm not going to say it's not thanks to you. I think you already know that. But you can. This can be thanks to you. All you got to do is join Gully Squad. It's mad simple. You know it, what I mean? Because what yeah. happens is you join Gully Squad, and guess what happens? We show up at your house. We so we don't care about the quarantine, you know what I mean? <laughs> we show up at your house and we say, yo, thank you. And then that's it. We leave. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we break lockdown rules. Uh, that's how committed to you we are. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> you, where, where you live in Europe? Be there in a few hours, my guy. <laughs> okay. Yo, Boris, open up the borders. <laughs> yo, Latvia? All right. <laughs> I might have to use points, but we don't get there. <laughs> okay. We're, I've, uh, we're, we're unbrexiting right now. <laughs> I, yo, we've, we've right. decided. <laughs> we here. What's good? Is this Europe or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, join Gully Squad. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, awesome. Uh, Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the hesitation you put on perks, man. Even <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, what do we got?" <laughs> we got you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, it, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has it all. So yeah, and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things like, yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, music that they enjoy it's it's its own community of of soccer fans that uh appreciate comedy and appreciate other things in life that they can uh share with each other uh and it's really growing into something that's that's organic that is not really about christian and alexis and it's beautiful to see so i know it's bothering me it should constantly (laughs) be about us but also they get a chance to to be a part of the show when we have guests we ask them what questions should we ask when we say those are gully squad questions yo those are questions directly from that slack channel from gully squad so if you're a member of the gully squad and you're not in the slack channel get on that what are you doing there's not a lot of you there's like a few of you that haven't like there's a few there's almost like i think maybe Thirty or forty people that are not in the Slack channel. It's that- what a handful of people! <laughs> Come on, get in here, get in there. Uh, so yeah, again, go to soccercooligans.com, click on the Join Gully Squad button, and uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah, soccercooligans.com/slash/gullysquad. All right, baby, we're back. Uh, this is so exciting. We we got our guest here, and it's very rare that we get to uh, book. One of our arch enemies, right? I think. Yes, that's right. And I'm glad you said our because <laughs> yeah. well, you, uh, when when we started, <laughs> we said we become one. Okay, so okay. your enemies what? are my enemies, which is why you are never allowed to speak nicely about my in-laws because now my arch enemies are your Alexis, arch enemies. How how could I disrespect you in such a way? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think to do something like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's I like also, how we're I both would... doing Jersey hands because we know the guy. Who's coming in here? Is well, this is, this is his language. Okay? I know the guy. You can't see this yet. You will in a second. He's wearing a V-neck. Okay, he showed up as Jersey 
as possible. <laughs> the only way he makes it a bit more Jersey if he opens up a sub in the middle of this interview. Okay, he was he was like, you know what? I'm gonna you know, establish dominance by showing my chest hair. <laughs> yeah. <All> right? <laughs> He's like, everybody here knows if this was Jer- the Jersey Shore, I'd be king. Okay, in this interview. Well, let's bring him in because this guy's amazing. He is a legend in MLS. Um, I believe he's still the assist leader. Um, or maybe that, that recently has gone away. I'm not sure we could ask. I could have Googled it before this. Uh, this man absolutely disrespected Christian, and we will not have it anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're trying to put your hands together for the one, the only, Aleko Eskandarian, everybody! Hello, Aleko. What's going on, guys? What an intro. <laughs> Did I see myself out already? <laughs> you're good. You did it. We got I'll the intro. Let's cover it up. All right, look. We have to get this out of the way because there's there's clearly beef uh, between us. Uh, yes, we and let's provide the context for the people who are may, who may not be aware, who have not been following the Cooligans for for, for years, uh, because on August 29th, 29th <laughs> of 2018, the year of our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Aleko Skander, I was I was in uh, so there was a, a a tweet from Cal Martino. He posts on on Twitter. This is before Street FC, before anything. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be doing these pickup games. Just po- po- post it on Twitter for the fans. Come out and play some pickup." And let so me I, let me preface this by saying. We're in a radio station in Midtown Manhattan. Christian is dressed how you would to go to a radio station, <laughs> not for a pickup game. And also, I would say very early in your soccer career, Christian. So very, he has the bright mm-hmm. idea to say, I think I'm going to go check out this pickup game. It's probably just a couple of fans, and it'll be a nice kickabout. <laughs> and then I get a cold sweat crying phone call from Christian an hour later. <laughs> Where Yes, and it was. It was not just fans, no. you know, just uh, you know, soccer fans that have maybe seen Cal Martino <laughs> on NBC Premier League coverage. No, it was all ex-professional <laughs> athletes who are best friends with Cal Martino, and then me. And then I'm playing, and yes, Aleko Skandarian is one of those players. This is where I meet Aleko Skandarian, and what does he do? Immediately, on first touch, I, um, as soon as I step on the grass, he nutmegs me viciously. So, <laughs> Aleko Skandarian, what do you have to say for yourself? And please form it in the phrase of an apology. Man, so where do I begin? <laughs> you know... I'm really glad we're addressing this because it's been weighing on me as well. Okay, good. And I, I just want to say thank you because it was serendipitous the way you just came into my life because if you put yourself in my shoes, I'm getting used to the corporate world. I'm getting used to wearing a shirt and pants every day, not, not working out the way I used to. Kyle hits me up like, hey, man, I'm going to get a kick around together. I'm like, dude, bet. I'm there. I, I will make it. And... Sure enough, I was running late. I had to got stuck on the subway, changed my clothes. I think I showed up in running shoes, but I'm like, no, I have to come play. I have to come play. And when I got there, I was like, man, no stretch, no warm up. My touch is feeling off. Then you came into my life, and I was like, oh a man, Dominican giraffe with just a lot of space between his legs as he walks. What, yeah, what better way to build my confidence and kind of like get my mojo back than to kind of have my first nutmeg okay. victim? And so, so thank you for coming to my life because I wasn't feeling too good about myself that day. But Got it. once once we had our little interaction, 
you helped me get on the right path. So without you, I don't know where I'd be right now. Okay. So, thank you. <laughs> so Christian, your embarrassment provided a source of inspiration. Oh, sure. Yeah. This is, I mean, this could be the sequel to how Stella got her groove back. Right? Yo, <laughs> how Aleko got his Meg back. <laughs> because, whoa, I mean, look, I'm, I'm trying to, I remember stepping uh, on, stepping on the pitch, right? And it's obviously, this is in, uh, you know, uh, the, by the Hudson River or, we're, we're like on uh, on Pier Twenty Five, something like that. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I get there, I'm like, I'm watching people play. I'm like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody here has the thickest calves I've ever seen. What is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're like, maybe uh, they didn't play soccer. Maybe there's some group meeting for people who need wider socks. <laughs> Maybe that just let out at Chelsea Piers. And and I remember stepping on to, you know, it was like, you know, quick games, like first to two or something like that. I get on and I'm like, hold up. Every, I cannot, I can't even get close to the ball. It's not even about, about defense. Defense wasn't even crossing my mind. I was just like, can I even get near anywhere where there's the actual game of soccer is being played? <laughs> because, I, and look, a lot of times people... You know, they, they you know, they, it, it made me change my whole tone of like uh, uh, when I'm watching a game and being like, ah, oh, you can't get the ball from that guy. You can't defend. You can't tackle that dude. And I'm like, I was trying to literally like one V one with the Leco Skandari. And I'm like, there's not even a possibility of me touching this ball. It's not even <laughs> even kind of likely. <laughs> And that's that's where you you know you know how people are like oh the difference between the game between college and professional and then Premier League and Bundesliga whatever I went from uh, just an absolute novice yeah. soccer player to just professional athletes and you know what the gap is pretty large Aleko. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so, you you know you became a better player that day you know because sometimes the lessons that you learn are are difficult they're tough but. Unless you're exposed to it, you're going to think you're the man. If you're playing at your radio station thinking you're the man in your fancy <laughs> jersey all the time and not being exposed to that, that's not you're doing yourself a disservice. So okay. kudos to you for putting yourself out there, getting exposed to that. And uh, I think you're a better man and player because of it. Dude, you're like one of those kids who chose to go to Europe. You know, and it was a little bit of a rude awakening, right? Okay, but, just but call, okay. Just call me Weston McKenney. Right? This is a little different than my than my my touring club or my traveling club. <laughs> These guys have mortgages. <laughs> Why are we playing exactly. against them? Exactly. So that's good for you, dude. Yeah, man. It was it, fun though. It was fun. We had we had a nice crew, if if I remember correctly, that day, and um. I think everyone was there for the right reasons, you know, everyone that yeah. loved the sport and just kicking around. So, yeah, no, made, I made a lot of friends. I also met Johnny Barajo that day uh, as right, well, yeah. and he's become a, a dear friend, you know. I mean, he was kind enough to not nutmeg me in front of all these professional right, athletes. Right, but right. Well, he's got he class. Was, he's not, got class. Barajo's got a little too, class. Not, <laughs> if, if Barajo's megging you, you got bigger issues. So that's not... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, if you get nutmeg by a defender, bro, embarrassing. <laughs> right? I guess you become goalkeeper. That's how you become goalkeeper. You're like, that's it, dude. You know, you know what's funny? Goalies, like, on the sneak, have the best skill of any field player. Because goalkeeper training, they do their, like, little 15, 20 minutes diving, like, warm up and all that stuff. The rest of the time, goalkeepers just practice tricks all day long. That's all they do. Every goalkeeper you meet will have, like, the sickest juggling tricks. Like, Where'd you learn that? Like, oh, that's all we do at practice. Like, yeah, that's all yeah. they do. Yeah, you can't fall on the floor all day. You're not a wrestler. You know, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, 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 don't hurt yourself, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, ask, ask a goalkeeper to try to, you know, win in a race. Not happening. 
Okay. Exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a, 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 you know, notoriously slow. All right. So <laughs> look, uh, I let go. Every question can't be. We can't let this whole thing be about uh, letting Christian get retribution on, on that nutmeg. <laughs> we have to ask you some other questions. I got two questions. Why not? The first one, I know it's a good point, right? <laughs> Maybe we should. But the first question I have for you, uh, it's very simple. It's a, it's 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 a, a one quick answer. You don't have to elaborate. A very, Jersey legend, okay. You come from about as north as you could get in New Jersey. You you were raised a little bit in Montvale, and that's literally touching the New York border. So this should be an easy answer. Is it pork roll or is it Taylor Ham? Ooh. Uh, as I know it, it's Taylor Ham. All right. Um, Perfect. We can continue. <laughs> so now I'm on Aleko's side. I don't, I'm on Aleko's side. You should have not met Christian because you're a legend. Uh, but so let's talk. The other question I have is you're doing um, you're doing quite a bit for MLS and you're focusing a lot of what you're doing in player development. And that seems to be a big point of focus, not just because you're getting new responsibilities every week, it seems, uh, because they've, you know, they're now handling the, the Youth Development League. But uh, talk a little bit about this sort of new era that we're in in MLS where teams are now purposefully looking to sell players where maybe in the past that they almost tried everything they could to avoid it. And I, we could think of some names. I know you were with uh, Cosmo B Haji, Wright Was a name that pops in my mind who almost tried to avoid MLS completely so that he wouldn't have the additional hurdle of trying to get sold where now it's like MLS is the hotbed. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, a culture shift, you know? Um, I think, over the years, you've just seen a, a growing investment from, from ownership groups into the youth, into the academy, into domestic players. And it's been a meteoric rise, to be honest with you. The, the landscape of youth soccer today is so different than it was five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, and it's exciting. There's obviously a lot of talented American players that are playing the game. And um, the quicker that they can be integrated into their professional teams when they're ready, of course, um, is only beneficial to them and their, and their future and obviously the club. So uh, it's been it's been a, a nice project to see the growing number of, of homegrown players that have been signing within the league and then seeing the success stories of guys like Tyler Adams or Alfonso Davies, guys who signed, played with uh, the reserve teams or in USL and then worked their way up into the first team, got first team minutes, and then now you know, in Alfonso Davies' case, he's one of the best left backs in the world, you know, and uh, people forget that he grew so much with his experience in MLS, and that's where he got um, most of his tools and his skill set from. So it's it's definitely something that's nice to see, and I think it provides a, a nice um, a, a nice uh, trajectory for young players today that are aspiring to be pros. And when it comes to the, you know, I think for 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 fans, when we saw that the 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 U.S. Uh, development academy like that, where that system was going to be, you know, it was obviously phased out. I I you know I don't know how to feel, right? I see it. Some people are really upset. Some parents are really upset. They like, but you know, we're replacing it with something better. Uh, uh, you know, according to what I'm reading, I'm like, so as far as, um, the, the, the transition, how, um, how is it happening? How, how do we sort of feel about it? And, and I know people have to do the actual work and you are one of these people that actually have to figure it all out. Um, what is that kind of, what, what's that undertaking like? It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, obviously, um, there were unforeseen circumstances that, that led to uh, where we're at today. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of work that's, that's being put into it. Uh, the, 
our player development team at MLS is, is uh, working day and night, weekends, um, trying to put this thing together. And the, the issue is that there's still uncertainty about what the schedule is going to look like going forward, um, whether we're even going to have youth soccer in the fall. You know, in some states, it's different than in other states. So there, there's a lot of work and it will continue to be a work in progress. But I'm really proud of the steps that we're taking. I, I think U.S. soccer did a great job of providing a, uh, an imprint uh, and, and a model of, of, of us being able to evaluate to see what worked and what maybe could be improved on. Um, and so we're just building off of that and trying to um, continue where they left off and, and just try to improve the model as much as we can. And as you know, it's a huge country and it's impossible to, for especially you have 26 MLS clubs now, it's impossible for these 26 MLS clubs on their own to scout the entire yeah. country and all the talent in the entire country, especially but But, but Aleko, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a U.S. soccer fan on Twitter. What, figure it out. I'm upset. <laughs> Yeah. Make me happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, Look, I've listen. never once scouted a soccer player, but I've got ideas. Okay? <laughs> you know what? That, that's the funny thing is it's going to be a group effort. Like everyone's needs, everyone needs to get on the same page. And that's really difficult when you talk about American soccer, especially about American youth soccer. You have so many different leagues and different leaders in the sport and different, um, you know, politics or clashes that exist that unfortunately players end up, um, being being done a disservice because they're not necessarily being pushed uh, in the right direction because it's such a business too. So yeah. uh, from our end, we're just trying to do the best we can to bring the country together as a whole and do what's right for, for players and getting them into the right environments. And is it as simple as, you know, you know, we, we have Christian Pulisic, just get 50,000 more Christian Pulisic. Why can't we just simply do that? Like Also by the end of the week. <laughs> well, you know, I was on one of the the, the media calls um, when everything was announced, and I I can't remember exactly who said this, um, but someone had mentioned like, oh, we're, we're trying to do um, kind of the similar models that you see like in the Netherlands or France, where the the Netherlands and France aren't not ne they aren't necessarily the best leagues in the world, but the, uh, when it comes to youth development, youth development, mm. they are. So it's like. Uh, is is the the mentality from the ground up being like you know let's build a system where we could eventually win a World Cup or is that even not really the kind of the focus? I think it's difficult to to say that there's just one focus. I think we're trying to accomplish a lot of different things. Obviously, um, we have ambitious owners who who want this league to be the best to be considered one of the top leagues in the world in, in a matter of time. Um, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Obviously, you see the caliber of players that are coming through. But with that said, you don't want to neglect the youth in this country. And I think it is a responsibility um, of the league, of our clubs, to properly scout and develop players uh, in the area that have a future. So um, it, all, it all should come together and mesh together. You can't really separate them all, um, in my opinion. But um, it's, it's always going to be a working project because while – Soccer in America is growing and MLS is growing. It's not like the rest of the world is just chilling back there and saying like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Catch up oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're being innovative. and, and uh, Yeah, they're like, look, we'll stop. We'll just kind of let you catch up a little bit <laughs> and then we'll all run together. I guess that's good for us. Yeah, right, right. If only, if only they operated as such. But it's competitive out there, man. I mean, you see more and more foreign clubs that are in our American markets trying to, trying to poach um, some of the top players. But we feel pretty good about the model that our MLS academies are adopting and, and that being the best avenue towards success in the future.
Okay. Nice. Uh, Aleko, I mean, obviously is working with Major League Soccer now, but he is a Major League Soccer legend. Uh, I mean, he's had so many awesome moments. One of my favorite, of course, uh, when you, at your time with DC United, uh, you scored against the New York Red Bulls, and you had one of the one of the early like viral moments in uh, in Major League Soccer, which was after you scored your goal, you ran up uh, to the sideline and grabbed a Red Bull drink. You drank it and threw it on the ground. You spiked it like also uh, spit it out. <laughs> like a Rob yeah. Gronkowski football. Uh, and just a, a real look when it comes to, uh, you know, like just gully moments and, and p- things that we absolutely respect. Boom. You are right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? what I mean, you've talked about this a whole bunch, uh, but uh, from, you know, we haven't had this conversation with you, but really I- I'm curious about at the time when, it, when it happened, what was the, the blowback to, you know, I'm sure there was, people who were critical but what was the experience like at the time you mean after it happened yeah yeah after it happened. yeah it was it was surreal because that was and I've, I've told this story before but that like back then we didn't have too many games that were televised for mls and that was like one of the few that was like oh it's gonna be an espn game so there's gonna be more eyeballs on it um so always try to come up with something a little special for for uh those televised <laughs> games but even then, it was like a funny thing that I thought uh, my teammates would get a kick out of. And as soon as the game was over, uh, I remember I got out of the shower and I was going back to my locker and our, our uh, team admin stopped me and he's like, hey, man, you got, you got a big crowd at your locker. We should probably go over what you're going to say because like, you, you, you kind of ruffled some feathers there. And I was like, what do you this mean? This dude is in the shower him? with you, just in a suit getting wet. He's like, we got to go over this. Like, oh, okay. And you missed the spot. So, <laughs> so when I when I get to my and – I, and I was like, ah, don't worry, don't worry. I got this. And I, I went and I was like, oh, man, as soon as I, I got to my locker, I was like, dang, there's like 20, 30 people with you know, microphones uh, in my face. And right away they want to get into it. And my response off the bat was like, guys, I don't even remember what you're talking about. I've had concussions and I blacked out. I don't, I don't, nothing happened as far as I'm concerned. So I handled that way right afterward. And then the next day, all of a sudden, my phone was blowing up and um, I think I was on PTI and they started calling me like the TO or Ocho Cinco of MLS. And like I was in Sports Illustrated, like all these different things. And then I was like, man, I need to address this. So, um, and then I got, and then I got the fine notice. And when I got fined, that's that's when uh, the whole thing blew up because our fans uh, took offense to it and they raised the uh, money to try to pay it, but yeah, they couldn't yeah. pay me directly. So I told them to donate it <laughs> to charity in my name and it kind of blew up into this big thing. But um, overall, it was really positive. And even people from Red Bull sent me a thank you note because um, they were like, hey, not many people knew we had uh, purchased a soccer team until you did that celebration. <laughs> so thank yeah. you for the free advertisement. Hell yeah, dude! At that point, it was paid spot. It was a paid uh, what a product placement practically. Yeah. Now, you, have, you, if I was more shrewd, I would have negotiated a deal out of it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'll, there's no issue with no issue with that. A DC United player working a sponsorship deal with New York Red Bull. Hey, single entity. What are you talking about? Huh? What's all? We're all getting fed here. Uh, let me get my beak wet. <laughs> yeah. I uh, when you look back, I mean, getting fined for that. Where now? 
Teams have departments that are coming up with ways to go viral. You did it before there even was the possibility of going viral <laughs> on the internet, and you got in trouble for it. How insane is that? Yeah, I think that's just the different – when you look at the different chapters of the league, uh, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, I yeah. think that was uh, uh, a moment in time where the players, we were kind of our own – marketing machines you know i know yeah. my dc night team that i was on was full of personalities where like we were very much engaging with the fans that were uh watching the games and coming to the stadium and uh we felt like it was a responsibility to help grow the game yeah that's yeah. no that's a there's a certain level of uh of ownership of that because uh it was yeah you it was early on very early on in in the league um i i did want to also uh did you play with bobby boswell we on the same team with Bobby. I did. I yeah, did. yeah. And wait, so when I think of personalities like that, I'm like he's he's like the epitome of that. Where he was doing like YouTube videos and really trying to. He was trying to be like an influencer in the soccer. I'm, world. I'm on a couple of those. Yeah, usually trying to make fun of them. But uh, yeah, Bobby and I played together for for three years in yeah. DC, and uh, yeah, I think the the streets of DC are happy we're no longer there. <laughs> How do you feel about RFK being done? Uh, yeah, uh, dude, every, only you have this thing where you're like, <laughs> oh, you remember, like, I remember growing up in Newark, I'm like, the good old days, and then I forget I'd run away from a crackhead every once in a while. Like, <laughs> you, there's raccoons living in the stadium, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you guys loved it. I used They're to get so raccoons. scared. They're yeah. our ass, you know? Yeah. Um, I used to get so no, scared I, watching the Bata Brava <laughs> shake the whole stadium. I'm like, this is going to collapse. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about it was, at that time, not many teams had their own stadiums, right? I think it was Columbus was the first, and then I think uh, Chicago came in with theirs. But RFK was very much a football stadium that became our home. Like, we weren't sharing that with anyone. There was no one else that was playing there um, until the Nationals came uh, to town. And all of a sudden, we had a pitcher's mound, like, at, at on top of the penalty box one year, which was insane. <laughs> um, but prior to that, it was, like, very much our home. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it's uh, – historic with the bouncing bleachers and the environment that was there it was, it was electric man yeah yeah the, you, you also mentioned uh your career being cut short uh, by concussions and you vote you're a person you also like taylor twelman you guys have always been very vocal about head injuries uh what has been the uh you know because they there've been initiatives and 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 change in policies uh i don't know did you have anything to do with that or or what are your thoughts on the, the people taking that a lot more seriously yeah, I think for me, the, the biggest thing is raising awareness. And unfortunately, with concussions, uh, no two people's concussions are the same. You know, we, you and Alexis might bang your head against the wall and Alexis might be fine and you might be out for 10 months. You know, there's no saying, um, you know, what the well, right thing is. Well, it's because I got all is. this fat that surrounds, right? <laughs> that just helps protect the brain. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm more pretty... viscous, you know, so it's just harder for the brain <laughs> and to I'm make just, contact with the skull. I'm just generally more fragile emotionally. I can't even handle being nutmegged by a professional athlete. So <laughs> he brings not, it up I'll... two years later, so you can imagine. <laughs> a nutmeg, uh, you know, a concussion would not go well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, all those things factor into it, believe it or not. Like, every, everyone handles it differently, and um, your mental state does come into it as well. And, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been tough. It's been an ongoing um, battle even for me with getting used to life uh, post concussions. And, um, there were, there was a dark, you know, period there where I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't work out. I couldn't be outside. I couldn't be in noisy places. I couldn't be under the sun. 
Um, and it truly drives you insane where you're like, what, you know, what can I even yeah. bring to the table at this point? Um, and I think going through that just helped me, uh, I guess going through all those difficult times and having my family as a support system, helping me get through it, then allowed me to share my experiences with others so that they, they never have to experience what I did. Definitely, wow. man. Dude. Yeah. That stuff is absolutely important, especially now. now uh, Aleko, you are a legend in MLS. Uh, but you also slightly outside of MLS became a bit of a legend in that um, you were, first of all, Chris Jenner knows who you are. Let's start there. <laughs> you know? And you went on a date with Kim Kardashian, right? Now, for everyone listening who has just crashed their cars, uh, <laughs> what, what were the circumstances around <laughs> this happening? And was this, did you audition or was this actually a real date? <laughs> it was, uh, it was real as far as I know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really awkward circumstances now that you mention it. I, um, I moved to LA. There's obviously a large Armenian community um in la and I'm a, I'm a very proud armenian and uh, when i first moved there a couple people reached out to me of like yo if you need anything you know we got your back and you know love to introduce you to people um and then uh out of the blue this is probably two years later out of the blue i get a phone call <laughs> and uh i answer the phone and a woman on the other end says Hi, uh, this is Chris. I'm Kim Kardashian's mother. How are you doing? And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm getting punked. Like this is Ashton Kutcher <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. popping out the punk uh, was very and, popular at the time, by the way. Punk, punk was popular. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, the viewers are not gonna know what punk is. That's bad. I'm dating myself. But um, but yeah, she literally called me, and I didn't believe it at first, and then she was just like, hey, listen. Um, I want to set my daughter up with an Armenian guy, and I've asked around within the community. Everyone says you're a cool guy um that you show her a good time so um would you be up for it and i was like yeah i'd be up for it and then they ran me through like 20 questions and i started hearing like voices in the background i'm like who's on the line and it was uh courtney and chloe who are also on like speakerphone <laughs> like running me through uh yeah the whole dude. questionnaire and um it's the kardashian tribunal okay? yeah you want to get and then they were like all right cool like you seem like a cool guy so like kim will call you later tonight and what kind of, what kind of questions? Even... Hold on, but don't even. What, what, what were they <laughs> what? asking you? Was it like net worth? <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Definitely not. Have you ever rapped? Because you know, <laughs> we we yeah. see Kim with a rapper how's, in the future. Yeah. How's your three pointer? You know. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More yeah, of a quarterback. Them... How does soccer work? <laughs> yeah. My my forty. My vert. Um, you know, normal questions. Exactly. You gotta yeah. go through a combine. It was the a Kim... Kardashian combine. The yeah, Kim the Kimbine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> oh man, no, it's like normal questions, like, 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 like personal questions too. Of like, oh, like, have you had a serious girlfriend? Like, do you have any kids? I'm like, what do you think about having kids? Like things like that, which I was yeah. like, where are you guys going with this? But um, yeah, What's to be honest, I, I, I thought it was gonna be a joke, all the way up to like driving up to to meet her uh, in the restaurant. So it was it was pretty surreal. And and wow. the date itself, I mean, could you say was it fun? Was it weird? Were you nervous? Uh, super nervous. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll give you guys a quick story. I'll try to be quick with it. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of drawn out, but basically, uh, 
they're you know producers. They build like a Hollywood set inside of a, a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a normal date. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never worn like a mic pack cameras. to a date. <laughs> I've never had right. to get hair and makeup for a date. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so they're like, oh, Kim's running a little bit late. Just go chill. Wait, wait. Um, in this other room, and we'll let you know when she gets here. And I'll never forget. It. I think it was Game Six, NBA Finals, Celtics Lakers. So I'm just like watching the game. They like brought me a bottle of wine. I'm I'm relaxing. Um, finally, we go out, and and it was like an empty restaurant. All of a sudden, there was like a full audience. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so that's when I got nervous. Um, but we had a great time. And then my my funny story is there's a a waiter who I kind of see like off camera, and he helped me out. It was kind of like Christian on the soccer field. Like he was way more nervous than I was. So I was like, all right, I feel better about myself now. And, <laughs> I can't believe my nutmeg is now an analogy for other people's stories, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pain has inspired yet again. And this waiter, I see him like nervous, nervous, and finally he's like, gets the okay, and he comes, and he delivers this whole like, welcome to the restaurant, this is our history, like, have you ever been here before? And I'm, I'm like, no. Um, and he's like, oh, perfect. And he starts like going through like a five-minute spiel on like everything about the restaurant. All of a sudden, as he's finishing up, Kim's like, stop, stop, stop. Where's my bodyguard? And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So then uh, she calls her bodyguard over and, and she's like, hey, there's someone in the audience that's like taking video and they're not supposed to do that. Like, so I'm like, hey, is everything, is everything cool? As if I was going to do something. Um, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like I just saw this person was taking a bunch of photos. Like I wouldn't care if it was one or two, but they're like videoing. They shouldn't be doing that. So they handle it. All of a sudden, the producer, I guess, is like, tells the waiter, like, hey, do you mind doing that again? And this guy's like, yeah, 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 sure. And now he's feeling, he got like one out of the way, so he's feeling a lot more relaxed now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll run it back. I'll run it back. So he goes off camera, and then he comes on, and he's like, hello, welcome to the restaurant. Uh, have you ever been here before? And I just looked him dead in the eye, and I go, yes. <laughs> and he looks at me and with his eyes he's like you i wasn't prepared for a yes and so he just freezes and now like his whole five minutes you know that he had he can't do and he's like okay here's your menu and he walks away and I'm amazing like, wait so aleko aleko are you telling me that reality shows are not real is that what you're <laughs> suggesting <laughs> You know, someone is so upset that you said audience because they're like, why would there be audience for real life that is completely unscripted? I don't know either. I don't know. Either. It caught me off guard. I was like, well, like, when I walked into this restaurant, it was empty. And now there's like 80 people pretending to be sitting at other tables. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like you are on this date and then all of a sudden it's like the Truman Show. Everybody's yeah. like immediately turns to you. Yeah. Thank God there, there were no cameras when I was first dating my wife. I'll tell you that. Uh, who, did who you pay? end up paying for the date? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. They never even brought out a bill or anything. I think it was just on the house. I guess. Nice, <laughs> just, nice. Just, just on the e-budget. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pretend that the next time I take my wife out, I'm just going to be like, I oh, know, I'm sure production will pick this up. <laughs> She's like, who are you? There's no cameras, Alexis. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Fubo, Fubo got it. Fubo, Fubo got, got it. it, baby. <laughs> I can hear them say no in my ear, by the way. <laughs> With what I was expecting, she was she was uh, super super down to earth and open and uh, yeah, she was really cool. Don't have anything bad to say about her. Okay. Ah, 
Down yeah. next week on Armenian Matchmaker. We have <laughs> <laughs> no second date. Uh, we talked for a little bit, but like, so I should say when we first started the date, and I've told people all the time, but they, they don't believe me. When we first started the date, I was like, hey, look, I'm not looking to be in a relationship with this. Like, I thought it'd be cool to meet you. Let's just have fun. Go from there, no pressure. And she was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So it wasn't like, I thought like this was going to be a uh, love interest. Like I'm not built for that life. So no, it was, it was, uh, it was Wait, more, what uh, life are you talking about? Just being uh, married to, or being in a relationship with a superstar celebrity or just loving another human being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not built for like love or being yeah. loved. Or anything. Also know that this question comes from the Christian Polanco personal file. By the way. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I very much relate. <laughs> yeah. Considering I'm still single, you might have a point there. I, <laughs> I, I never thought of it quite that way, but uh, damn. Uh, let's get back to soccer real yep. quick, because we were talking a little bit about your uh, coaching uh, career, and, and that was definitely a big part of uh, your life for, for a long time. What is uh, So we had a question uh, specifically about the New York Cosmos, uh, and this we got a question from Mike Chiara. He had asked uh, that you did a great job. He said, you did a great job with Cosmos B. Are you interested in returning to management, or are you interested in being more on the side you're on or business and things like that? Yeah, great question. Um, I really loved coaching. Uh, I was obviously in a great situation at the Cosmos with Giovanni Savarisi uh, being his assistant and then being the head coach of, of Cosmos B, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, I don't think it's out of the question to uh, always kind of be involved in a coaching aspect. But for me and, and my personal trajectory, I think uh, more along the lines of being a sporting director or, or GM is, is kind of what I'm building towards at the moment. And I, I just have a passion for the work that's put in like off the field um, yeah. that, that kind of equals success on the field. So even with the Cosmos, Gio did a great job of uh, giving me some freedom to go scout players, negotiate contracts, recruit guys in. Um, and I found that to be um, really much more gratifying and coaching is great. I, I'll never say never in terms of returning uh, in some capacity, but uh, I've, I've really been enjoying what I've been doing at the league office and, and working with a lot of the sporting directors and, and CSOs at, uh, at the clubs at the MLS level. And hopefully that'll be in my future one day as well. All right. And you, you had mentioned before that you, you were uh, coaching uh, at the Academy for the Philadelphia Union. And uh, you had, there's been a couple huge names that have, that have been coached by Aleko Skandarian. Uh, I know you mentioned Brendan Arrington, who's been absolutely amazing in, the, in this MLS is back uh, tournament, uh, but also Christian Pulisic. You were never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> did, well, did, did you have any idea uh, something like that? Well, even with Brendan or with Christian, did you, did you see this as a possibility for, for their careers, even at a young age? Yeah. Well, I'll preface it by saying I had zero part in their development. And what I mean by that is these kids, especially at that age were, being uh, developed by their parents and, and uh, you know, putting the time in, uh, spending time with the ball on their own and, and all that stuff. So I give their, their parents full credit for their development. I happen to be the youth, youth technical director at Philadelphia Union. Um, so we would invite them in to, to train with our academy teams. And uh, yeah, they were super talented. In, in Christian's case, he was a little guy, really, really tiny, small, physically. You weren't sure how he would deal with it. 
Um, but I remember specifically him as a 12 year old putting him with our U16 Academy, um, just see how he would handle it. And physically he was overmatched, but you got to see glimpses of mentally starting to think the game through and setting up giving goes and megs and things like that. So you always knew he had special talent, but even at that age, it'd be tough for me to predict that he was going to be starting for Dortmund at, at 17 and now at Chelsea tearing up the Premier League. Um, it, it's been incredible to see him kind of grow into the player that he's become today, but um, we always knew he was special even at that age. When, when can you tell? Is there ever a moment that, that, that a kid at least can be as great as Christian Pulisic? Is there a Pulisic, my bad. Is there a time... When can you when can you know? And it's because Christian and I want to start a third party ownership uh, company. No, like when when is that moment? Because I would assume at twelve years old he would look play like an eighteen year old. Because at at eighteen he played like a twenty seven year old. No, no, because when he was twelve, like I said, he was so undersized. So he's very different than he was today. He was still quick, um, but in a sprint he wasn't going to beat a sixteen year old. Um, or especially trying to use his body shielding a ball, he was getting pushed over. And that's where you see certain special traits that a player has. And that's what's difficult. That's, that's the beauty of scouting in my mind is being able to find that diamond in the rough is you're not just looking at um, the success they're having. You're just looking at the thought process and, and how the wheels are turning or how they're adapting to adversity. All those things come into play. And there's no one age that you could say, oh, if they can't do it at 13, then they have no chance. It doesn't work that way. Um, I look at my own uh, development path like, it took me a while to just get confidence. Like I grew up in North Jersey and I was very much in my North Jersey bubble. And I remember the first time I got invited to the state team of ODP. I didn't even know what that was, but in my head, I was like, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be one of the best players in the state, let alone in the country. Um, and it took me a, a long time to be exposed to that and, and to understand like what it takes to get to that next level and then challenge yourself to get there. Um, and, and for me, that happened at probably 17. Um, was when I finally was like, okay, I could do this. And, and I kind of had uh, yeah, yeah. My, my entire like tool set together. Yeah. All right. Sure. When well, you started traveling and playing those other states, they're like, sir, you can't play with the chains sticking out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm from North Jersey, baby. This is part of the uniform. I don't know if you know that. I definitely do. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you again to Aleko Eskandarian for joining us. Uh, we had a great time. Right. I mean, this this conversation went everywhere okay yeah. <laughs> soccer kardashians uh new jersey yeah. went everywhere. <laughs> you put those three together that's a pretty good life right there <laughs> that's a fun time <laughs> okay uh so aleko thank you so much for joining us man look obviously you are uh definitely our sworn enemy but we, you know we, we still have a lot of respect for you <laughs> is there anything you want to uh, mention before we sign off no, just thank you guys for, for having me and, and thank you for all you do for the game, man. I, I think it's important to, to have fun and a sense of humor with this game that we all love. So I appreciate the work you guys do and just uh, wishing for continued success at, on the field and health off the field as we get through this crazy time. Thank Great. you. Thank, thank you. you so much, man. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you were one of the, 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 the pillars of this league. So thank you for allowing us to have a, a, an opportunity to do something like this, man. So, uh, all right, Thanks everybody, thank you uh, for joining us. Make sure you follow uh, at Fubo Sports uh, on all social media channels, uh, at Soccer Cooligans, and also subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. So uh, let us end the show the way we normally do, and we are going to include Aleko. Uh, 
So for Aleko Eskandarian, my name is Christian Polanco. And of course, I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooking <laughs>